0: everybody do the nate here we go we coined it no it's a thing now this is gonna be a movement across the united states i am determined it's a social experiment can we really get everybody to do the nate right so let me give some instructions because some people are listening to this by podcast okay so you don't have the luxury of looking at the video nate is uh Vocif- vociferously i kind of like that word this morning he's he's very much vehemently shaking his head right now <laughs> so you you put your hands out almost like you're putting your hands on a on a counter that's too high for you and then you just kind of move and sway like you're on a boat it's called the nate there you go the producers got us some extra music oh my it's gracious this is it, is friday, it is friday it is friday good morning good morning everybody welcome to another episode of wake up to life with lauren and nate your favorite pro-life morning show once again i'm lauren muzika president and ceo of sidewalk advocates for life
1: and i'm nate robertson vice president of sidewalk advocates for life and it is such a great joy to be with you today and each and every friday we really love this we have a great time as you can tell you know as we come together to talk about what's going on in the pro-life world Um, and how we can continue to change hearts and minds on this most important issue of our times, the cause of life.
0: That's right. We always say it is all right here. Prayer, news, stories, a special interview, tips, a devotional. We close out with more prayer. We get that in in about 30 to 40-ish minutes. Uh, Just a reminder that this show is available every Friday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central, on Facebook Live, YouTube, and also available now wherever you get podcasts. So, Happy March, Nate, I think spring right. has sprung. Spring has sprung. I love saying that Absolutely. that last year, I think too. but it's it's March already. Oh my gracious. 2024 is moving right along. It is primary season for many of us. I hope some of you will get out and vote, be a faithful citizen. Vote pro-life first. If you know it, you know it, you know what that means, right? Um, and right. so we're we're praying for a good outcome here. We've got a bigger election a little bit later this year. We'll be talking about that more later on the show, but get out and vote if you can. I know that sometimes I'm a little lazy about getting out and voting in local elections, but it's so important. Local is where especially it's happening, right? True story. Right. Yep.
1: That's right. I think sometimes I think local is more important than the bigger ones, but we have, Mm. we're not always aware of that. So yep, pay attention (laughs) wherever you live, pay attention to what's going on
0: know who your candidates are. It's so important. They are in charge of your government and you should have a voice in that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, we got a jam packed show for you guys. We're bringing back one of our favorite guests, Um, I don't want to spoil the surprise. I'll just leave it at that. One of our favorite guests, and there's a huge pro-life event that's coming up here at the end of the month. And we want you to know how you can participate, how you might be able to attend. So stay tuned for that. You're going to hear about tickets and all the things, all the things. All right. Well, before we go any further, how about we start off the right way? And that is with a word of prayer. So Nate, you want to lead us?
1: Sounds great. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to be together today. Thank you for um, just being our rock. Thank you for being the one that we know will never change, for being the one that we can look to, um, for all of the guidance that we need. Thank you for leading us, guiding us, and directing us as we continue to do what you've called us to, whatever that um, looks like right now in our season of life. God, we just thank you for all all the things that are going on in the pro-life, pro-love movement and how you continue to help us to change hearts and minds. Um, as we have conversations with people, as we treat people with kindness, as we um, you know, just stand vigil, being those who are ready to intercept men and women as they go in and out of abortion facilities and really wherever they are seeking pregnancy information. God, we thank you for the many miracles we've seen. We thank you for all of the incredible things that are happening right now at this time in history. And you know, just all the things that will happen in the future continue to help us to stay focused on the mission that is at hand God, we just pray that you bless our time together today and that you would continue to bless each and every one of those who are working today and every day in the pro-life pro-love movement we'll continue to give you the glory the honor and the praise in jesus name amen
0: amen thank you nate uh, we've got a really interesting story to cover this morning. Now, <laughs> a lot of times on the morning show, because this happens every Friday morning, some of these headlines have been out for a couple of days. Sometimes we get breaking breaking news, but I know that at this moment, really, the world has been a buzz about the Alabama Supreme Court's recent decision regarding embryos being children versus, you know, being property. For example, uh, when it comes, especially to IVF. So a decision by the Supreme Court of Alabama that the state's wrongful death of a minor act applies to, quote, all unborn children, regardless of their location, including extra uterine embryos stored in a cryogenic nursery, has resulted in at least three fertility clinics suspending IVF in Alabama. In an interview on The Daily Podcast, a New York Times reporter claimed that the decision And from a legal perspective puts all fertility care in alabama in limbo during ivf eggs are fertilized with sperm in a lab often multiple embryos are are created and tested for viability before being transferred into the uterus of the mother or a surrogate this is done in rounds of one to five embryos at a time if pregnancy occurs the remaining embryos are frozen some of these embryos may be implanted, but most will not. That's that's the typical practice of IVF. A small number will be donated to other couples for adoption if, again, the couple allows it. Uh, it again, this is, by, is seen by some uh, in the in the Christian world as redemptive, a redemptive alternative that offers them a chance at life. But the vast majority are treated as property. So that's their standing in the law, typically treated as property and not children. You know, I think this is so important that we are able to come together and discuss this. I know this is a very sensitive topic, even throughout Christendom, because many, um, are dealing with or have dealt with infertility. I know in my case, my husband and I have had overlapping hormone imbalances, fixed mine, then he's got one, and we hope to fix it and then go on to uh, have our family as well, whatever God has for us, right? But here's a few things that I think is it's so important for people to consider, people of faith and conscience to really mull over when it comes to this particular case and your feelings around it. So number one is that we know that a new life begins not at implantation, like actually the abortion industry loves to say, it, I, really they don't even give babies that much credit, right? They just say that pregnancy a lot of times begins at implantation, but we know that the science teaches us that a new life begins at conception, at fertilization. 96% of all scientists agree. This was the earliest stage of our human development. The second thing that I hope for is that people will see embryos, not as potential human beings, but human beings with potential, right? The third thing, the last thing here is that we know, and I I know this firsthand, uh, I have friends or friends of friends that have gone through IVF and they quite often are never told that they would have to mass produce embryos and per potentially choose which lives to implant and which ones to discard. There's also a eugenic aspect to this that sometimes enters the picture because some embryos are tested. They might become aware of a genetic challenge. And then the the next question that follows is, should we implant these embryos? Are they worthy of implantation, even if there is a genetic challenge that that has now been presented, right? Right. Also, and we've seen this, you know, watching some of the Kardashians and some of the other socialites that there are people out there that are going through this process and they're choosing to just implant girls. They're choosing to just implant boys and discard the rest. That's a real interesting bioethics question. And then we've got to wrestle with the idea that a lab is really the one who's choosing who will live a full life and who will eventually die or be indefinitely frozen, right? So again, these are all monumentally important considerations for us as a pro-life people. I wanna invite everybody to come become familiar with something called NAPRO technology. This is a high level fertility option around the country that works with a woman's natural cycle, a man's you know, natural fertility that actually has been seen to have a much greater success rate than IVF and it doesn't came, carry the same ethical risks. Um, Again, we're, we at Sidewalk Advocates for Life are going to continue this conversation. We're hosting the first ever Celebrate Life conference this June, where where we will be discussing this and so much more. So you can go to National Celebrate Life Day, nationalcelebratelifeday.com for more details. Uh, Nate, your thoughts on our big headline this morning and just kind of what the world is buzzed with.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it does bring a very interesting focus, again, to IVF, right? Maybe where people haven't been considering this debate as much in the recent past, now people are again having to look at this as an issue of of bioethics, an issue of how do we handle this situation. It's something that Mm -hmm. should be a pressing concern for many. Um, My wife Mm -hmm. and I recently were even... Able to um, meet a couple at our church who told us their story of actually doing two embryo adoptions that were successful, and they are mm-hmm. now raising those two children that are, um, I think, four and six. So mm-hmm. this is something that people really have to be looking into and understanding the implications of the Alabama Supreme Court decision. Though are far-reaching, and I think yeah. we also have to um, really be sober-minded in in what that decision could mean not just for Alabama, but for other states in the country if this um, is to to be something that is brought up in other states. Uh, I I think that we do have to consider, is IVF, and I know this is hard for people, but is IVF something that people of faith and conscience should continue to support as they understand more of what happens in the IVF process, Of the risks related to it and of the reality that most families end up with several embryos that are frozen in a freezer. I think we just have to think about the ethical implications and what should ethically be done if there are embryos left over. And again, I think you even mentioned there are prospectively millions of embryos in freezers in America. And so it brings into question a lot of complex questions about what should be done and what should the future look like maybe we are beginning to see um maybe the trending downwards of IVF as a fertility option
0: yeah yeah no I think you frame that out so well Nate that we as people of faith and conscience have to wrestle with these things what is an ethical response to infertility you know um, there is a group even called Nightline Adoption Services that that helps adopt out embryos with parents' permission and all of that. And you know, there's even some Christians that love that and some that that wrestle with that. You know, because there's there's um, implications for that as well. Um, but you know, I remember former President George W. Bush actually having a lot of these children these you know the these embryos that had gotten adopted out and were permitted to go on to live a full life these precious children that were in his office yeah. that actually um, received the gift of life you know and i just remember looking at those children and thinking wow like these children were frozen at one point right these are real lives however you feel about frozen embryo adoption right um like these are real lives real faces and names and it just it was just a moment for me. Like we've really got to ask ourselves some questions here, right? Um, and also do so with great compassion and understanding. Uh, because infertility is not fun. It's something that that a lot of people have to wrestle with, right? So um, anyways, I appreciate that we can kind of present this here on the morning show and allow you to think through it a little bit. If you have any questions, feel free to message us. Um, but we're gonna keep letting you know what's going on here and the implications for the pro-life world. So We are going to continue to follow up on this to see if the Alabama Supreme Court decision is an anomaly or it is something that other jurisdictions take up. And it, of course, then will have implications for state law and beyond. So, all right. Thank you so much, Nate. Time for our victory story. I love doing unique victory stories. Of course, Mm -hmm. we love to come to you with stories of babies saved. We have no shortage of that. Thanks be to God. I think every day in the ministry, on average, there's about a dozen saved on the sidewalk. Absolutely beautiful. But what I want to highlight today is our team in uh, Omaha, actually where our producer is located. Last night, Essential Pregnancy Services had their annual banquet and they presented to a group the Spirit of EPS Award and they gave it to the sidewalk advocates in the omaha area and what's so beautiful is melissa uh, she actually came and participated as a member of our national team she also oversees this particular group in her region as well and serves them but they all brought their bright blue safety reflector vest. And it just warmed my heart so much that they took this picture afterwards and they just celebrated what God had been able to do in their midst. They've had many turnarounds. They work in partnership with EPS, the pregnancy center that's right next door to the abortion facility. They really are a beautiful team for life. I was able to record a special video just to celebrate them and what God had done through them and the fact that they received this special award and it just was a moment. I'm so proud of them. They're one of our best teams in the country. They've persevered through a lot of persecution and difficult elements. It gets cold. <laughs> in Omaha. There's lots of snow in Omaha and they continue to go out day after day, week after week to be there for moms in crisis. So I just want to give a special congratulations to the Omaha, Nebraska team for receiving the spirit of EPS award. I just love it, Nate, that a pregnancy center gave their, their special award to sidewalk people. And it really shows that there is this beautiful new springtime of collaboration between sidewalk advocates and pregnancy resource centers. You know, it used to be back in in, when we were kicking it old school a little bit, so to speak, that you know sidewalk people were over here and pregnancy centers were over here. And it didn't seem like they were really working together well. Maybe they were kind of suspicious of one another and didn't understand the other's ministry. And I really feel like we've been part of that sea change here at Sidewalk Advocates for Life to understand that Sidewalk Advocates are best positioned. We save the most lives through God's grace when we are the gateway to the life affirming resources in our communities. In other words, when we work as a team for life with our local pregnancy resource center. So I'm so proud of our team in Omaha and all of our teams across the United States, 267 plus and growing. So again, let's give a hand to the Omaha sidewalk advocates. Exciting.
1: Absolutely. That is so awesome. It's such an awesome opportunity for them to get that award and for Melissa to be able to be there with them. So really awesome. Thanks Lauren. Mm -hmm. So that really goes well with the tip that I wanted to cover today, which is really about community outreach. You know, whenever you are doing either sidewalk advocacy or you're involved in some aspect of the pro-life movement, your community outreach is so important. And like Lauren was just talking about, the collaboration between pregnancy centers and as she called them, sidewalk people on the sidewalk is so vital. And we have worked so hard here at Sidewalk Advocates for Life to make the sidewalk a very professional place, right? To make it a a friend next door meets a professional, um, you know, kind of atmosphere and have those conversations on a sidewalk that lower the temperature of maybe what the sidewalk used to feel like at sometimes in the past. Now there's some sidewalks that still have a little bit of that rougher edge or that more aggressive tactic by other groups that aren't associated with us. And that's why it's so important that we continue To build strong community relationships and continue our community outreach as Sidewalk Advocates for Life, as your local team, as even just a person of faith and conscience who's really concerned about the pro life cause, and you're doing some community outreach even through your local church, that you continue to reach out to people and explain the needs in your community and how others can get involved. So at Sidewalk Advocates for Life, a lot of times that looks like our local leader going to a Pregnancy Resource Center and asking to have a meeting and showing them the Pledge of Integrity, which can be found on our website at sidewalkadvocates.org, and explaining to them how we can work so well together because we want to make sure that the Pregnancy Center is getting more and more women in their doors. And we can do that by being that conversational, um, compassionate voice at the sidewalk and making that connection to the PRC. Also, community outreach looks like connecting with other pro-life groups or pro-life organizations in your local community that might not know a whole lot about what it means to be on the sidewalk of an abortion facility. We were even speaking with Allison Centafonte yesterday, and she was mentioning again that so few people in the mass populace of America have ever been to a sidewalk have ever been to pray outside of an abortion facility, much less been there to reach out to a woman or a man in need. And so encouraging people to learn more about what the sidewalk is, what it would be like to come and join you on the sidewalk for an hour of prayer, a- encouraging them to prospectively take our basic training so that they get the knowledge that they need to then become more more willing and more able and more feeling more prepared to come to the sidewalk. So again, today, I just wanted to kind of wrap all of that up into a community outreach tip of continuing to work to connect with people in your community regarding what is happening on the sidewalk, what the needs are in your community, and how we can all work better together. So there we go. There's my tip today.
0: That was like, one of my most favorite tips you've ever given nate it is so important right that we're so connected to our communities and we figure out a way to bring people into what we're doing and it starts with us and it quite often starts with that personal invite right and of course understanding what's going on in our background so that we can very quickly bring all of this together to benefit the moms and the families that we serve so Thank you. Thank you for that. That was really helpful. Really good. I hope everybody will take that on. And, um, you know, even if you're not a sidewalk advocate, there's lots of nuggets of gold in there when it comes to any sort of ministry anybody does. Absolutely. All right. It is time. It is time for our very special interview with one of our favorite people in the entire world. And he is no less deserving of a drumroll. So, producer, there it is. Head of the Law of Life Summit, Mr. Royce Hood. Hello, Royce.
2: Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, you've been on our show the most. And I don't know if that makes you, as uh, Nate put it, a sucker or our favorite. So, yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a good question. I I think maybe it could be a little bit of both. (laughs) You you say yes a lot. That's good. You say yes a lot. And we appreciate it. I am working on trying to say no.
0: Well, I'm glad you didn't this time because we are really excited to talk to you and about this upcoming Law of Life (laughs) Summit. So uh, Royce, I think most people know who you are, but take a minute, introduce yourself and then tell us what is the Law of Life Summit and why are people so excited about it?
2: Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So, you know, I'm a husband and father at the end of the day. That's the most important thing. And uh, we've been blessed with a lot of kids, which is just amazing. So hearing, you know, the struggles other people go through, our hearts go out to them with respect to that. Um, I'm an attorney by trade and involved in what I really recently have been defining as faith and in life initiatives. And that's a good way to like sort of umbrella all the different things I'm involved with. Everything I'm involved with that I truly care about is truly faith and in life initiatives. So the Law of Life Summit is a life initiative and it started um, in DC. It's always the day before the March for Life. But we recently started doing other locations, and we did Schaumburg up near Chicago right after Dobbs. And then last year, we did the first Naples Summit as sort of a retreat for leadership, as an opportunity to sort of get off the sidewalk for a minute, get out of the boardrooms, and you know, collaborate in ways that we might not be able to in some of these other more formal settings. And so we've got this amazing retreat component that includes you know some fun activities, but then we also have a community service track as well, where we bring gifts to moms and babies at a maternity home. And so we're, we're in this year, we've got a really special thing planned where there's going to be a mobile pregnancy unit that we're going to tour. There's going to be a best practices panel on running pregnancy centers and maternity homes. We've got a legal panel, sidewalk advocacy panel. Thanks to you all. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to retreat, refresh, learn, network, um, and the whole thing ends by 1:30 Friday afternoon so people can either get home to their families or they can enjoy Naples for a few days over the weekend.
0: love it.
1: We are so excited about the Naples Summit. It's such a great opportunity again for people to retreat in Naples. So just a few weeks away now. So um, Royce, um, you know, let me give you this question. you know, where we set where, with where we sit now, right? We're almost what two years post-um, you know, why do you think that it's more important than ever? that we have this continued dialogue and that we hold events like the law of life summit in Naples.
2: Yeah. I think like the law of life summit and the celebrate life event that you guys are doing, these things are critical. It's important for us to keep the momentum. It's important for us to build relationships within the, within the, uh, you know, the, the movement, so to speak. And every single one of these events, whether we realize it or not, has an impact on somebody that's there um, and I think back to a guy like Abraham Lincoln as a young boy before he was a lawyer or anything else, he, he heard a speech on ending slavery. He was just a young man. And he went home and he wrote in his diary, I cannot shake from my conviction the feeling that I will you know, have a part in this great undertaking. Like he felt inspired that night as a young man to go out and do something to end the evils of slavery. And he did. God put that in his heart. And so we never know when we get together like this and when we share our stories, when we share our our struggles and our triumphs. um, You know, you never know which young man or young ladies in that room that will officially be the one that ushers in a period in time where abortion becomes truly unthinkable. We're getting close. We're making strides. But as we see, um, we've got the rise of lawfare now where the political and uh, judicial systems are being used against people. We've got pro-lifers that are peaceful sitting in jail. We've got um, you know, politicians that want to codify Roe. France just codified Roe as a constitutional right. That could wow. happen here. And yeah. our work is not done. And it's crazy how, I think about communism for a minute. During Reagan, everybody in America realized at that point that communism was bad. It was sort of just like, okay, it makes sense. It's not a good thing, right? The consensus <laughs> was there. Yeah. How long has it been? Where well, now you've got people openly marching and preaching communism. And it's just amazing. So in other words, Reagan said, you know, we're one generation away from losing our democracy always at every every given time. So that's the same with the pro-life movement. Even if we win, even if we make successes, we can never be complacent because that culture of death has many heads
0: and it will continue to rear its head every chance it gets. Mm, That's so good. I I, I feel like I really want to sit with that. You know, the idea that this is not just preaching to the choir, coming together and having a meal and hanging out and, you know, just talking about our work, that literally people are being inspired for, inspired forward in the greatest human rights movement on earth, that people are getting their marching orders here, that people are learning to better network and collaborate and strategize for the sake of the mothers that we serve. I know at our conference a couple of years ago, there was a young young leader sitting in the, uh, the audience, uh, Bobby. And he was so inspired by hearing how people went into full-time pro-life work that he literally went online and reserved the URL, you know, triad coalition for life. Right. And he started his ministry in the Carolinas. And now, you know, he oversees sidewalk advocacy ministry, a mobile unit, like they have had so many babies saved because Bobby was sitting in an audience in a conference room and was inspired and decided to take that first step. And I'm believing that as people attend this Law of Life Summit, because what you provide is unparalleled. I mean, it's you go to an event like this, you're going to get the full gamut of what is going on in the pro-life, pro-family movement. You will understand what's going on with prayer and sidewalk advocacy and education and legislative affairs and beyond. There really is something for everyone here, everyone here. So speaking of Royce, how can people participate? I mean, if I live in Texas or I live in Washington State, can I come to this in Naples, Florida? Yeah,
2: the answer to that question is people, anybody's welcome to go. Um, Naplesummit.com is the official uh, landing page where you can register and get information. So, Naplesummit.com. And honestly, I I actually, you know, I I never know if we never know when we do things like this. Like, is this going to be successful? Are there going to be, you know, a ton of people there? I'll tell you this, what I've learned over the years is the people that are supposed to be there will be there. And I really believe there's so much providence that comes into that. We had an event a number of years ago where it was like a really small group of people that showed up. It was here in Peoria, Illinois, where I am now. And it was amazing though, like the connections that were made at that small intimate gathering turned into huge opportunities. And, you know, so it's it's wow. But look, I I do have a, a half a mind to i've been it's been suggested that look you've got naples summit.com the url why don't you do it in naples italy next year i was like whoa (laughs) that's kind of uh, a big expense um Mm. yeah i don't know how feasible my wife probably wouldn't even let me go so
0: (laughs) yeah that's awesome (laughs) i love that i i get a hear here on that uh i i can't make this one this year but let us know if you book in naples italy and i'll block that off on my calendar. Everybody's going to want to go. Then, oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I really encourage everybody, if you have not been to a Law of Life Summit, to check this out. So your vision, Royce, right, is that You're going to have these periodically around the country and different different places in the United States. So, again, you can grab people regionally, but we are encouraging people to to hop on an airplane if they can't make the drive and to participate in this. I know when I was at the Naples uh, summit last year, there were people from all over the country and they were there because they were ready to be inspired forward. And they were there to take their ministry to the next level. And some of these folks were there to discern where they needed to be in the pro-life movement in the aftermath of the Dobbs decision. No matter where we live in the country, whether we are in an abortion destination like Illinois, New Mexico, Colorado, California and beyond, or we live in a great state like Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee that protects life at conception, we do have to be on our toes because a lot of people can't get their minds around the idea that even though my pro my state is pro-life today, it could flip. We could reaccept abortion in Texas. I, I don't know if people have kind of wrestled with that idea. Right. And then the abortion industry is still very much on the ground in all of these states. As we speak in the form of abortion referral facilities, they are working so hard to get women across state lines to the next nearest abortion facility. Plus we've got the whole deal with, Chemical abortion being mailed to people's homes, and women are committing DIY abortions in their bathroom. And so, again, as people of faith and conscience, we have to continue to rise up to speak out on behalf of these victims and to be there for these precious moms. Right. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So the magic website is naplesummit.com. Right. Yeah,
2: yep. And Naplesummit.
0: Uh, yep.
2: Yeah. Naplesummit.com. You can register. We're on Facebook um, at uh, Law of Life Summit as well. Um, yeah, so if anybody you know wants to come, we'd love to see you. I'm actually going to be driving, I think, with a couple mm-hmm. of kids from central Illinois. So if anybody listening needs a ride, um, yeah, I'll be driving, but you'll be in charge of the kids. But come along. I'd love that. There's yeah, that's right. That's the car
0: awesome. doesn't stop in Omaha, Nebraska, by the way. So. No, sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah we might stop light. in
2: Nashville on the way, though, if we do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a fun
2: place. To awesome! Go. I really do. it's like gonna Omaha. be great.
1: Um, Linda and I are really looking forward to be there, and it'll yeah. be a great time. Just
2: a few weeks from today. I know it's crazy okay. how quickly it comes, and then we do, we've got your big event not long after. What are the dates for yours?
0: Uh Oh my goodness! Yeah, the Celebrate Life weekend, the end of June twenty first yeah. through twenty third. It is going to be a oh my goodness! It's a rally, a gala, and a conference. I'm actually am seeing the conference. For better or for worse, I'm emceeing the conference. We have a sidewalk advocacy track, or really it's kind of a little bit broader than that, but we're we're hosting that particular track with uh, peaceful outreach. And I mean, we've got something for everybody. There's, you know, faith and family and fatherhood. There's a woman's empowerment track. We got something for everybody. So, hey, you know what? Come to the Law of Life Summit Naples here in the spring. And then at the end of June, we'd love to see you in Washington, D.C. for the Celebrate Life Weekend. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, right?
2: it's a, if you think about it, it's a circuit. It's like these things are all necessary, they're all vital. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can't wait for both of these events.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Royce, thank you for being with us again. Uh, you are one of our favorites. We love having <laughs> you on. Keep up the great work. And we're going to look forward to having you back on to let us know how the summit went. So, I love
2: it. Looking forward to it. Thank you so
0: much. Great. Have a great Sounds day. Great. Thank Thanks, you. Royce. Have a great day. Mm, so good. Yeah, I, I I loved my time at the Naples Summit last year. I got to hold a baby alligator. Royce is really good at uh, activities, right? <laughs> and I mean, like you said, there's a retreat component to this, so it was really cool to actually start out and we were in one of those boats where you go across like the I don't know, I don't know the Florida lingo. It was a it was a marsh. <laughs> And, and an then airboat. Yeah. <laughs> an airboat, thank you. I'm in Texas. I'm kind of landlocked up here in Dallas. We have lakes, but we don't have water like they have in southwest Florida. So, anyways, and then they they had this excursion, right? Where you could part of the excursion was you get to hold a baby alligator afterwards, and that was really cool. So we don't have baby awesome. alligators in Dallas, at least in my immediate backyard, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> At least you hope not, right? You're not one of <laughs> them. Far to as far as I, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Linda oh. in the chat put down that it's dolphins. You get to go hang out with the dolphins this time. That's kind of fun.
1: Yeah. So naplesummit.com. Come join us. It's gonna be fun. Yep. Great. Great. Well, I think it's time for a devotional. Is that right, Lori?
0: That's that's what my notes say.
1: <laughs> well, um, let me um, bring you to Philippians chapter two, verse three today, which says. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility value others above yourselves. This is part of a great set of scriptures talking about Jesus and his um his you know basically his journey to the cross and how he did everything that he was doing out of humility and laying down himself understanding that he didn't have to try to grasp you know being being God because he was God but that he was willing to lay down um you know that, that opportunity to come to earth and to lay down his life for all of us. And this scripture just really embodies the idea of how we need to be leading with humility, that we need to make sure that we're not doing anything out of being selfish or, you know, our vain conceit, but that we would truly value others above ourselves. Why does that connect today? Where does that connect with what we do? Well, I feel like it connects all the way through of everything that we do here at Sidewalk Advocates for Life, and really everything that the Pro-Life, Pro-Love Movement is, that we would see others as having value greater than ourselves, that we would not be looking to be selfish, but that we would be looking to be selfless as we continue to serve those who are in need all around us. Today, I'd encourage you to take some time and meditate on this scripture, meditate and pray on the idea of are just the humility that we need to have in placing others above ourselves. Take some time and read all of Philippians chapter two if you have time and maybe even the whole book of Philippians and spend some time in prayer, just asking God to really speak into you about what your activity um, on a daily basis looks like to embody the ideas of being humble and to placing others above ourselves, to realizing that there are those around us who are in great need. And we, we have the opportunity to be a part of helping to solve the critical need that they may be facing. So again, today, Philippians chapter two, verse three, take some time. And um, I I hope that you'll, you know, really meditate on that and that it will speak to you today. And with that, if you would pray with me as we get ready to close out the show. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to be together today. Thank you for um, the ability for us to have Royce on the show today and talking about the, the Law of Life Summit in Naples. God, we pray that that will be a great event in just a few weeks and that you would continue to help each of us to move forward in what you have called us to in the Pro-Life, Pro-Love movement. As we continue to reach out to men and women in need, we continue to work on our culture and we continue to show people the great compassion that you have towards us. God, we're so grateful to be called by you. We're so grateful for all of the incredible things that you have done in our midst and the things that you will continue to do as we continue to say yes to you. Help us to continue to say yes to you. Help us to be those who lead with humility. Help us to be those who look at others as having a greater value than ourselves and that we would continue to do all the things that you've called us to as we continue in the days ahead. Bless us today. Bless all those that are on sidewalks across America today. Bless those working in pregnancy health organizations today and throughout this weekend. We'll continue to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Nate. Great show, Law of Life Summit. You got to check it out. Go here towards the end of the month naplesummit.com right is the magic right. URL and we're going to be back here next week for another edition of wake up to life with Lauren and Nate 9 a.m eastern 8 a.m central on Facebook live YouTube or wherever you get podcasts where we post later in the day on on podcast right there's going to be a special guest host next week I will actually not That's be right. here so you have to see who's going to be tag teaming with Nate and then I'll be back the following week. So, all right. We hope you have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful week, everybody. See you soon. Thanks so much. Have a good one.
2: See ya. Bye. Bye.